Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. You made it to the China Shop. Two bowls brought to you by the lovely Sue Pullen and Fairway Independent Mortgage. I'm shopkeeper Dan. With me is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. Kyle, how's it going? Is this Dan or is this the Count? The, ca- the Count? Yeah, the accent that you started with. It sounded very Transylvanian. Did I speak with a Transylvanian accent? Mwah-ha! I kind of want to replay the tape. Can we hear that intro again? Well, hello and welcome, everyone. I don't know, man. I've had some beers. I've had some weed. I'm feeling good. All right. Well, fucking A. Let's talk about some stories then. Hi. T- top of the morning, Kyle. What's your first story? Actually, I think you get to go. Oh, that's right. Okay, so uh, recently we did cover uh, briefly the Amazon acquisition of iRobot. Yes. Yes, rewriting uh, the three laws of robotics. Yes, yeah, yeah we, right, we're making robot jokes. Uh, turns out uh, some privacy uh, people are really concerned because the Roomba vacuum cleaner pretty much just maps your home. So what Amazon has done is just purchase a device and our existing maps of anybody who already has it. Uh, basically the layout of everybody's home and what, and what is inside it. That is ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Cause let's not forget that uh, they basically give away the Alexa just to, to have that audio surveillance in your home. They, they want the, the end goal is so they just know a hundred percent about you and can be like, Hey, you need a new this before you even realize it. Right. That's, right. that's the Amazon wet dream. And also how many, I mean, we, we don't, uh, unless you, unless you speak to it, we're not recording. Like, I'm pretty sure I've seen some, some court cases where that's not necessarily the case. <laughs> They've been busted many times, including surveilling children, which was the big, one of the big ones that they had oh, to Jesus. shell out some money for. So is the Roomba actually connected to the network or is this going to be something that they institute when they take over, like connecting it to their Alexa? From from what I understand, the Roomba has already been network connected so you can like turn it on before you get home. So then iRobot's been collecting all this data. So Amazon is just purchasing it, basically. They purchase the existing data and, of course, they'll get the new data. So why is iRobot doing all this, too? And what are they doing with that money or that information? Well, that's 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 why uh, uh, antitrust experts are, are, are weighing in, because if it's just iRobot, there's not, they can't do as much as Amazon can. I don't care. I don't want anybody doing that. <laughs> well, well, don't buy a robot vacuum cleaner, then. I have one, but it's not that fancy. <laughs> Do you have any of the dumb vacuum cleaners, please? I know. Can I have a can I have a smart vacuum, but not too smart? Not. I don't want it smarter <laughs> than me. Okay. I want it to be able to like move around, but not remember. 
could not remember. Right? Do you have any with the short-term memory? <laughs> I'm looking for the goldfish model, right? Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, and and let's not forget uh, <laughs> Amazon. Also, they bought uh, the Ring cameras that have already uh, been sharing huh? data without consent. You know, so it's just it's just a stack. It's getting worse and worse. We're gonna. It's not gonna be very long before we're wearing tinfoil hats and <laughs> afraid to even broadcast these. This is making me feel very dystopian. But that's just it, Kyle. Is we're not we're not coming up with stuff out of nowhere. This is happening. Uh, yes. <laughs> this isn't tinfoil. This isn't tinfoil. <laughs> this is a real thing. This isn't just tinfoil. Would be like Bezos is jerking off to your, the floor plan of your home. Well, I, I mean, that doesn't sound that far off the fact. <laughs> I mean, can't can't prove that he is. Can't prove that he isn't. Right. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, is there anything we can do besides murder all robots? <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, is this how the war the, starts against robots? A security concern or privacy concerns? The, the the poor robots are like, we were programmed this way. <laughs> it's not our fault. I don't have a choice. I have to watch you pee. <laughs> and report back. <laughs> Stream strength, seven. <laughs> seven. <laughs> Duration, four. <laughs> Color, marigold. <laughs> okay, we're... Ooh, all right, Kyle, you, you, got, you got any stories? <laughs> uh, yes, I did. What was it about? Uh, chicken. Chicken's getting expensive. Oh, like to have a pet chicken, I assume. No, no, no. The, to eat uh, the the chicken that you buy at the grocery store. Oh, Tyson says that they've raised chicken prices by just about a or just more, just over twenty percent. The reason why I was wanted to bring this up though is because if the price of chicken is going up because the demand is going up, what does that indicate to me? That means that people aren't spending as much on their food budget. They're trying to replace their protein with mm. the cheaper source. Yeah, that's exactly exactly it. That's not the sign of a strong economy, though. <laughs> no, because traditionally chicken is not a substitute for steak, right? No, no, it's not. Because it's, di- it's different. But Traditionally it- <laughs> or by any other measure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the sign of a healthy economy is everybody's spending, right? That's what makes the economy churn is consumerism. Yes. And so if we're already tightening the belt on things like food, like I don't see food as being the first thing that you're cutting your spending on. It's one of the last, isn't it? Uh, for me, it is, but I might be an aberration. So, so people, no, no, no. This, this, they actually teach this in, in uh, business and economics classes because I remember taking it. Mm. People, luxury goods are the first to go, mm-hmm. uh, and then substitutions like uh, uh, you know, like cheaper, cheaper coffee. They'll stop buying like the nicer coffee and start buying the the store, brand. right? Right. So like store brands go first, but uh, nothing ever was like, well, when people stop buying nice cuts of steak and switch to chicken, you know, it's I agree with you. I think this is a really bad sign. Uh, you just had a steak for dinner tonight, didn't you? I did. Why uh, was it cheaper than it had been? And that's like, have you seen like a decline in the price in steak? Not at all. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that This was I, I hadn't had a steak in several months and was giving myself a treat. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, so that uh I thought they'd said there is decline in beef and pork, but maybe they just meant they sold less, not that they've reduced the prices. Yeah, I think I think that was the case. Okay, yeah, according to Roy Reuters? Rutgers. According to Rutgers. Rutgers. Rutgers University. 
<laughs> According to Reuters, the beef prices are down 1.2% in the quarter. So beef has come down a tiny bit, but not. I doubt we'd notice that. Uh, you know, I I don't really buy it much these days. Like I said, the steak was mm-hmm. like a like a treat, and uh, the moment they get a, a replacement steak made out of plant, I'll be buying that because you know I, I usually do like the Impossible Burgers these days, which are pricey. Yeah, no, I uh, I prefer the real thing. I guess I haven't tried the Impossible one yet, though, so I don't know. They're, they're, they're tasty. But yeah, uh, to to keep this on track, uh, like yeah, I just don't see this as a as a sign of strength for the economy going forward. Yeah, I mean, inflation's going to hit everything they say, except wages. Uh, it's <laughs> bound to hit chicken at some point. But uh, the the fact that Tyson is just like, no, the demand's going up, so you know, we uh, thought we could make some more money. And yeah, it's not. A, I mean, inflation's increased like the prices of all groceries by about twelve point two percent in June compared to last year. But the chicken being up 20% to me just indicates that there's a lot more people buying it. And that's, mm-hmm. that's uh, I think, the next uh, economic indicators that we see are going to be very interesting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Kyle, we're not in a recession. Uh, well, <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of boxes getting checked for, for both ends of that. <laughs> Right. It's like uh, when you're watching all the different markets for leaders and laggers, like just because jobs are doing so good, maybe they're lagging. Maybe those job numbers are going to crash in the next few months. We don't Right. Know. Or maybe uh, they're just switching positions like IWM's leading today, but tomorrow it's the NASDAQ. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. What else you got for us? Uh, well, the Inflation Reduction Act passed the Senate. Yes, I saw that. Uh, on, a, on a party line vote, which is per usual for any any bill i thought they had some republican support no no the republicans tried to pass do amend it but failed and then didn't vote for it yeah they get rid of that pesky inflation or uh, insulin cap they got that one done yeah they, they, okay. they got that amendment but then they still didn't vote for the bill last thing we need is cheap affordable insulin take that diabetics as a natural producer of insulin i don't want my insulin <laughs> value getting degraded <laughs> God damn. That's the most cynical thing you've ever said. I know. Oh, I love it. I'll be an apology next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Way to offend all our diabetic listeners. Anyway, wow. Okay. Way off base. Uh, So the story is about the uh, newly expanded tax credits for electric vehicles. Yeah. It's being criticized because the nation, uh, I should say, uh, it's being criticized because the tax break is tied to the production of the electric vehicle and it needs right. the majority uh, of its components made in the USA. And the lithium-ion batteries, as we know, are now mostly made in China. Well, how are they defining the majority? Is it by the vehicle weight, by the number of components? It, so, so it's a sliding scale based on time. The amount right now is a certain percentage and then by 2030, they won 100%. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, the, the we require batteries to have at least 40% of materials sourced from North America by 2024. And then by 2029, 100%. So they're just trying to, trying to uh, bring the battery manufacturing here. Yes. Strangely, because it's being criticized, the 40% by 2024, uh, I think like Marco Rubio tried to change it to 100% by 2024, or 200% by like when it passed. Mm-hmm. So, no, not a single car would would meet that. 
No, but but it's interesting. The guy with the Tesla Gigafactory in his backyard is the one wanting to to try to bring more of that. Where's Tesla going to put that factory if they have to build their own batteries here in the states? Exactly, exactly. And and might I add, uh, the Salton Sea has a lot of lithium, and Berkshire Hathaway is poised to to really start pumping that out. So mm. these aren't unobtainable goals. We are already moving in the direction. Right. Of, of making this happen and just, and right right now tesla is already doing 65 percent, i believe is the number oh okay uh, so they actually so, are pretty close so the 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 big headline of uh no electric vehicles on the market today qualified for the new ev tax credit is a bit misleading because that's the the tax credit uh, by 2029 yeah okay yeah that's uh that's a bit annoying 70 uh i think it's something like 70 percent don't they're they're yeah 70 percent are ineligible right now all right well it sounds like tesla should be in favor of this you would think i did Ooh, did did nancy pelosi uh disclose a large stake in tesla before that went through <laughs> no not that i'm aware of <laughs> uh, last one i got is a story about ethereum because it seems that miners can actually cheat the system to earn more uh by uh, avoiding the increased difficulty on the network. Mm. It's really kind of neat. There's a lot of words in here that I don't understand, but uh, it looks like there's actually a, a company that, like one of the top miners, like they went back through and looked at like all the data, the people who wrote this paper and found that it sh- they showed a, a lot of evidence of actually uh, using this attack to to increase their profits. So what they do is they change the timestamp related to a mine block and that avoids the the increase in the difficulty. So in this paper they did highlight uh, I think it's F2 pools block timestamps and showed how they were being artificially altered to improve their rewards. Oh, yeah, and they've been doing this over the past 2 years. Uh, you know, just a couple transactions here and there on the weekends. Uh, let's see. It said within which in the past two years, F2 pool didn't have even a single block with a timestamp that matched the expected outcome. Wow. It's just a hundred percent of what they were doing. <laughs> right. And they're only modifying it by a, a few seconds, but apparently that's enough to actually make a pretty big difference. Wow. Uh, let's see. The monetary impact has not been officially identified, but CryptoSlate reached out to yeah, the uh, one of the authors who told them, uh, quote, for each successful instance of the attack, F2 pool earned 14% more from block rewards, and in addition, earned all transaction fees contained within that block. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, the good news is that they did send some fixes, and they actually created a patch for the, the people who run Ethereum to consider, and they did disclose all this information to the foundation before they pub- published it. So they didn't just give a whole bunch of people extra ideas. Mm, right. Good. It doesn't say, though, whether or not they've actually done anything to fix this, but you'd have to assume that they, they did. 14% is a lot. Yeah. Like if they're doing this on all of them, like if they, for every 10 million they made, it's an extra one and a half million. That's huge. Right. I mean, they're making uh, about 1.5, 1.5K Ethereum in daily rewards. I think that's how many tokens they're making. Wow. So what's the price of Ethereum right now? Uh, I I don't know. I don't have my charts. Is my trading view up. All right. So uh, Ethereum price right now, as of this instant, uh, 1,100. $1,771 at 
1,500 Ethereum coins mined a day. That's 2.6 million. Wow. Okay. So every every four days, they're getting an extra $1.5 million by this cheat. Yeah. Yes. That's, That's immense. That's enormous. What shysters. The, what about the the bit though? It says about earning all the transaction fees contained within those blocks though. Is that something that they wouldn't have gotten before? I don't know. I I we'd have to ask a crypto person. Uh, yeah, I wonder if we can talk to Yash Yaish. I thought if you you had to own the node to get those transaction fees. I have no idea how that works. Yeah. Regardless, it's extra stuff and fuck them for <laughs> for not playing by the rules. Yeah, you got to think there's going to be some sort of backlash coming out of this, especially if it's if it's uh, hurting other miners and suddenly they have a lawsuit on their hands, you'd think. If this really was the Wild West, this would be like rustling cattle. Like, oh, right. yeah, we, yeah, we stole a couple extra cattle each time we make a cattle trade. And people got killed for that. They did. I'm just saying... They should be glad we live in society and the Wild West is relegated to the computer. Anonymous, if you're listening, take care of those guys. Duquan, uh, he agrees. He agrees? He's like, they're cattle rustlers. Get them. No, no, no. He agrees that uh, it's good that we live in a civilized society. Ah, yeah. See, he, he thought of it too. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't have tried this shit 100 years ago. <laughs> right. Well, you see here, I did steal your cattle, but uh, look at the fine print on this contract. It says go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. Well, those were some fun stories, Kyle. Yeah, I'd say. They were terrifyingly fun, yes. Terrifyingly fun. We'll be be back uh, at you soon with another thrilling, adventurous episode. But uh, until then, we're going to close up shop. Remember, check out Trade Pro, check out Orderflow Labs. We got we got peeps. Do the things. Check out our guest directory. Uh, check out our other episodes. We got tons of them now at this point. Rate, like, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies if you don't like it. Yes, tell your enemies. Pretend it's really good and let them know. Let us serve up a sweet dish of revenge. <laughs> Until next time, happy trades. <laughs> Goodbye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.